The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. And welcome, everyone, to a Monday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. This is Monday, August 9th, 2.15 p.m. on the East Coast. Summer League just starting up, free agency coming to a close. This is your host, ZB, and I'm joined for a chill, fun, light Monday episode by Moonoff. Moonoff, how are you, bro? Doing well, man. I'm actually uh, watching the Knicks and the Pacers game, so I'll be going back and forth on my screens here but yeah you're right man it's a slow monday right we don't have much baseball so you know we kind of get we can kind of kick back kick back and relax and just talk some uh, talk some hoops yes sir and also joined by dan titus dan how are you bro doing great zb great to talk to you guys again about hoops summer leagues in action just watch the women's capture their seventh consecutive gold medal so basketball's on and popping man excited to talk to you guys yeah, so we're playing for today's show. We're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics, recap that, kind of show off a little bit of patriotism, U.S. Uh, men's and women's bringing home the gold. Then we're going to get a little bit of summer league, maybe some summer league betting angles. I know Munaf, Munaf, I'm counting on you there, you know. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you know he's got us. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit, some final thoughts on free agency and looking at the next season. But before I do that, I, I know you guys have the newest edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So I wanted to give either or of you guys a chance to just tee up that. I know you guys are doing a football prop show uh, this season. So if any of you guys want to lay that down, you know, for the DJs out there so they can tune into uh, that podcast, you know, feel free. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, Munaf and I, every Thursday up until the regular season, we'll be previewing all of the NFL season-long player props by division. So last week, go back, check out our episode. We talked about the AFC West and the NFC East. And look, looking forward to this week, AFC East and the NFC North. And so, yeah, just get ready for that, man. We're going to be running through them real quick. But once we get into the season, it's going to be every week, we're going to be giving you all the player props that we like between all the skill positions, between quarterback, running back, wide receiver. And then we'll check it in on our season longs to see how those are progressing. But, um, yeah, man, it's a dope podcast. Check it out on the SGPN main, at, uh, main feed. And soon enough, we'll have our own NFL prop feed, prop cast feed. So really excited about it. Munaf, any other thoughts on it? No, man, I think you covered all the points. Uh, uh, definitely excited. I know uh, we had been planning it for a while. 
and it came to fruition. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, and hopefully we have a great season. Yeah. Her. You know, for all the NBA props that you guys hit on this year, you know, you guys have backups, uh, three pointer and rebounding props, you know, on different podcasts. I remember these guys are throwing at the Bryn Forbes props in the yeah. playoffs, you know, <laughs> Vucevic rebounds every day for like three weeks. So, you know, I, I can only, I can only know what to expect from these guys. So definitely check that out on the main SGPN feed, but with that, let's turn the clock back a little bit, quite literally, as a lot of these games, I think we're a little bit tough to watch live for people in the American time zones, but the U.S. men and women um, secure gold. So I know we, we talked a little, little bit about the USA. We'll start with the men's side. They falter a little bit early, obviously, then lose their first game to France, but end up winning gold. Uh, Moonop, we'll start with you. I mean, did you have any tickets that were implicated down the stretch with these medals? Um, and what did you think of the U.S. You know, pulling it out finally at the end? As far as medals, I didn't have it because, you know, USA early on pre-Olympics uh, were like an overwhelming favorite. I know I believe it got down to like minus 250 for them to take yeah, the I gold. Think it was but minus 275 was the lowest it was I saw. Yeah, but uh, as, as far as that, I, I didn't have any um, any tickets on that as far as for USA. Um, as far as the game, I know Zach, you and I talked about, you know, taking USA and the under uh, kind of split it there. I thought USA would be a lot more dominant, but you got to kind of give credit to uh, France for fighting and, and, you know, they played both, you know, they played well, both offensively and defensively, but um, you know, I, I thought our handicap on the under was pretty spot on and uh, you know, we expected it to be more of a defensive game, you know, both of these countries treating it like a game seven because it pretty much is, it's only a one game thing. So uh, glad to see USA pull it out though. Yeah, Dan, did you get a chance to watch that game at all? I did, man. It was really interesting to see how good Rudy Gobert could be offensively, like playing up against the the stout front court of the USA, man. Like he was the focal point of that offense along with uh, with Evan Fournier, who seemed to struggle. I think that the it was clear that the U.S. defense was, was going to take over towards the end of the game there. Um, in terms of betting, I didn't place anything pregame. I was always alive better because I thought, you know, once there was – Margin started creeping up for France. I had a good feeling that they were going to creep back into the game. And uh, fortunately, I was able to hit on a couple of those. I got France like plus 17 and a half at one point. It was crazy. Um, but they made their little run at the end of the game. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. You know, USA proving once again that they're the best in the world. We saw it. You know, they were running around Draymond Green drinking that LeBron tequila, which I didn't even know he had a tequila. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were super sauced and rightfully so, man. It was great to watch what that team was able to overcome after losing that first game to France, redeeming it and uh, ultimately taking home gold. Yeah, I think the emotion was almost like a sense of relief, right? Because you there's not that much upside to winning because everyone expects you to win, but you know you're going to get absolutely clowned if you lose. Um, so I was I was very happy to see USA pull that out. I think you know there's a lot of interesting. First of all, for for France, like. It's they really were, and a lot of the international teams really were more than the sum of their parts. And I think for the U.S., they were arguably less than the sum of their parts. I mean, just in terms of pure talent that put on the floor, especially with France. I mean, Rudy Gobert, I think he's just so good defensively. I, I think I saw a stat that he had a positive plus-minus in his minutes throughout this, you know, this international season against the United States, completely changing the game. And I think for the United States, I think like you said, Dan, they kind of figured out that they had to start with their defense first. That kind of put more of a feature on players like Drew Holiday, Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, Kevin Durant, I thought was also really good on the defensive end. He kind of locked in and took on that LeBron James kind of two-way superstar mentality for this team. And, you know, they had a 
a little bit of contribution up and down the roster, but no one really, no one out of like the Booker, Levine, Tatum um, group emerge like consistently throughout and not even, not, neither did Chris Middleton. Um, Dane Willard, I mean, what do you guys make of his struggles? Munaf, I know you're, you're one to defend him. You know, what did you make of Dane's kind of faltering? And obviously, is it true there was some sort of thumb injury situation that he had? I thought I read that it was an abdomen injury okay. um, from but I, I can double check that. Yeah, but I mean, I, when you're supposed to be, I guess, one of the top 10 players or top 15 players in the league, you know, you should have showed up and, and really supported Kevin Durant. But, you know, Kevin Durant was on a level. Him and Luca were probably the two players in this entire Olympics yeah. that were on their level of their own. Um, but fortunately for Team USA, they were able to get contributions from other guys, right? In the final, in the gold medal game, it was Jason Tatum. You know, we saw flashes of Damian Lillard. We don't know how how much the injury was bothering him um, or maybe, you know, things that were going on in Portland or were on his mind, whatever the case might be. But, um, you know, maybe I kind of need to take a step back and reevaluate Damian Lillard and, and uh, <laughs> my fandom to him. But, um, yeah, man, I, I wanted him to play a lot better. But, you know, like I said, maybe the injury was bothering him. But, Fortunate for USA, Kevin Durant was out there, and, and Jason Tatum had a great game uh, for uh, Team USA. Quickly, I also wanted to mention Draymond Green. Uh, he was really, really good for Team USA down that stretch. There was a, yeah. a free throw that was missed, and he kind of, with the FIBA rules that you can go up on the rim. Huge and, play. And, yeah, and that was absolutely big. And for him to, for Coach Pop to kind of put him in into those final minutes, I think was really, really big for them, along with uh, – um, Drew Holiday. Those two guys defensively were making the plays, and you know Kevin Durant was able to uh, carry them offensively. Yeah, and honestly, when you apply that back to the Warriors this season, I mean, I think Draymond Green still showed that he's like one of the fifteen or twenty guys you want on on the floor in a playoff series in terms of being like a sixteen game guy. I mean, it was just so classic Draymond for him to know the FIBA rules well enough to yeah. knock that ball out. Um, Dan, I mean, I'll start with you. I mean, what do you kind of make of USA basketball going forward? Obviously, probably won't discuss this that much, you know, for the next, I think until the next FIBA World Cup, but it's clear that the rest of the world is catching up. So, you know, are you fearful for 2024 in Paris? What do you think about the future of roster construction? Can we keep doing this? Just like stars who don't play well together. I mean, what do you see as the future here? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that Greg Popovich, I don't know that he's going to be the coach for 2024 or, you know, once it gets to that point. Um I think that from a roster construction standpoint, though, I think that they're in good hands. You know, Devin Booker will probably play again. Zach Levine, for sure. Jeremy Grant, I think he didn't really get much playing time. But I think if we see, you know, Draymond Green step off and, and Kevin Durant's probably not going to be back again. Bam Adebayo, super young. Jason Tatum, obviously, will be the core of this, probably the, the focal point of the offense next, next go round. And I think you'll see a slew of other players emerge over the next four years that will probably have a, a good chance of making this squad. And I think that the talent wise, we'll always have that edge over the world. It's just a matter of, you know, how can we, how much time can this team spend together training in those world championships and such to really get that chemistry? Because I think overall, the biggest problem that U S had was much, probably much of the world too. Right. But like Spain had the advantage where they've been playing together for over a decade. Right. Yeah. Australia, same thing. So it's just a matter of can these guys get the reps in early enough, get that chemistry so that by the time they're ready for that stage, they'll already have, you know, the game plan set in stone and won't have to be asking all these questions like, is USA still real? Can they play defense? What's going on? You know, I think all those things will be answered, you know, no pandemic, hopefully, and, 
you know, obviously the season will bleed into from the championship right into the Olympics, like for Middleton, Holiday, and, and Booker. So I think we'll we'll see a very good U.S. US uh, squad come 2024. Munaf, any takeaways about roster construction for you? Yeah, I think that uh, Dan hit most of the points on uh, already, but there's great young talent in the NBA, right? Uh, the guys that he just mentioned with Grant Tatum, um, you know, Jalen, uh, sorry, Jalen Brown is another guy. Um, Trey Young, he should be on this roster come, you know, 2024. But, yeah. um, you know, do you guys think maybe for like a last, a last ride into the sunset that guys like LeBron will be on this roster for that 2024 uh, Olympics? Probably not. LeBron. I mean, LeBron will probably be like 40, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at Sue Bird though. Sue Bird doing yeah. the thing. No, yeah, I, she's still. <laughs> I can actually see like a beacon passing with LeBron as like a captain in like a, you know, yeah. a Steve Stricker, Jim Furyk, Ryder Cup type role. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're 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 in great shape. I mean, the, you know, the talent is still there for Team USA. They should still be the best in the world. There should be no question about that. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, even we talked about that is the world catching up, but you know, you got to remember that there's a lot of talent that comes from overseas into the U S and, you know, they go back to and play for their, their countries, um, you know, guys like Luca. And then like we talked about with Rudy Gobert and Fournier, I mean, you know, the chemistry, especially with uh, Spain, I think age probably caught up to them this time, but um, the chemistry I think is really important. And uh, I think that's one area where, where us kind of lacks. Yes, sir. Um, and, and you also have to remember, I mean, Luka Doncic is probably going to be the best. He probably is the best young player in the world. Yeah. He's international. Um, but other than that, I mean, you kind of have these waning older cores in like France, Spain, Australia. Um, I guess you have like Victor Wembanaya. He's coming up in France, probably one of the best young players in the world. Um, yeah. Josh Giddy from Australia. But will, will they intersect with kind of the prime of the older guys? Will be interesting to see. Let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to touch on some of the women's game that we uh, haven't talked about yet. Today's episode is brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted odds to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Coming back off the break, Dan, we're going to kick it to you because you did a deep dive film breakdown oh the u.s women this is seven straight gold is that correct for the u.s women seven straight man it's uh crazy i mean we don't talk about it a lot but if we're talking about dynasties and sports i think women's women's basketball has certainly entered the conversation and you know i think this is up where with those usa bruins or ucla bruins the boston celtics back in the day this the steel curtain of the pittsburgh steelers um I mean, this squad can't lose. And to be honest, I don't see any path the world is going to get better quick enough to be able to compete with the U.S. women's team. I mean, just look at the roster right now. I mean, it's you have Sue Bird, who we we're just talking about, who's been playing since, what, 1996? You know, she got her, I believe it was her fifth gold medal. Um, yeah. 
And then you got Diana Taurasi, who's probably the best women's basketball player ever, who's up there in age, but they got a squad of young people that are, are ready to come up in the wings. And it's really led by this young front court of uh, Brittany Griner, Brianna Stewart, and, and Aja Wilson. I mean, these, these three alone, like <laughs> you can't stop it. Like Brittany Griner had 30 points on 14 of 18 shooting uh, only five rebounds. But then you look at Brianna Stewart, she had 14 and 14 with five dimes, four steals and three blocks like beastly. And you got Aja Wilson, 19 and seven with five assists and five blocks. Like there's no one that's going to be able to, uh, and Japan did a good job. Like the, the spread for this game was 18 and a half and yeah. they wound up covering the 15, but I don't know, man, the women's squad is just too good. And shout out to Dawn Staley, man, Philly native. Um, one of the best female basketball players ever. She got her sixth, uh, sixth gold medal, three as a player, two as an assistant coach, and her first as a head coach. So I think you're going to see Dawn Staley creep up in that medal category because she'll definitely be there for Paris 2024. That's awesome. And yeah, the the they this team played really well together as well in the pieces that I saw for the tournament. Do you what was their pre-tournament uh, odds to take the gold? Do we like it? Would it be outside extremely high? I believe so. I, I'm for sure. I, I personally think it was probably minus 1000 or more. Okay. Okay. M- M- Moon out. Did you get a chance to watch any of this team? No. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get to watch this team USA, like women's team, but I, I do watch WNBA basketball. Um, and like Dan said, I mean, the, the talent that just, it just gets better every single year. I mean, we kind of go back when, the Lisa Leslie days with Cynthia Cooper and, and all those players and don't say like Dan mentioned. And as you're kind of getting to what the team is now with Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird and Brittany Griner, I'm a huge fan of uh, Brianna Stewart. I mean, that, that, that woman is a beast and you know, the, the women's um, national team is in great hands going into the future. And I mean, if you kind of even look at just her bench and Chelsea Gray, she's an up and comer, uh, Tina Charles. I mean, this team is going to be stacked for years and years to come. And, you know, it's just going to get better and better with the talent, the young talent that comes in. I mean, uh, every single year we see a NCAA, you know, women's tournament standout and, and they get drafted high and uh, the, it's going to be in great hands. So really looking forward to, you know, them to continue to dominate the world as far as basketball. Yeah. Imagine like a Sabrina Anascu coming onto that. Yeah. Squad, she's right? yeah. I actually have her Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be stupid man the 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 development program for the usa basketball is is going to be unmatched so yeah i'm curious to see what the world does but it's not going to be enough man they just don't have the height the the competitive i don't know they, they definitely are more competitive now like i think we saw even japan like kind of came out of the woodworks had a couple upsets and, and played really hard and i think that that's the way you got to play the usa team you got to push this up-tempo offense but you got to be elite and knock down threes and I don't think it's sustainable for most teams against a squad like this. And also we'll just add, I think Diana Taurasi made a joke about possibly playing in 2024. So she did. Don't yeah. be surprised. If, <laughs> don't be surprised if you see the goat out there for another medal championship or medal medal opportunity. Yeah. It's very, very clear that, you know, basketball both across the world and, and basketball in America for both genders, just the t- t- level of talent, the quality of play out there right now is just phenomenal. And it's been really fun to see. So, um, any other thoughts on the Olympics or should we turn it over to, uh, Las Vegas where summer league is getting in the full swing? Well, I'd say Vegas. we go uh, move on to Vegas. 
All right, let's go we'll go on to Summer League. And uh, we had the California Classic and the Utah Summer League last week. Uh, got a chance to watch a few of these teams, not many of the high-profile rookies, although we did see Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody for the Warriors. But let's start it with you, Munaf. Um, what kind of bets are you looking at for Summer League? How are the daily slates looking? And any teams that you think that people should be looking at in terms of betting value here? Yeah, um, I think let's kind of rewind because I know Titus was out there for the California Classic. You want to get his thoughts first on that and then we can uh, get into Vegas. Surely. I, I actually was going to start you off with a Jalen Green question, but I didn't want to okay. start sucking up. To, I didn't want to start sucking up to the Rockets too early. So I, I, I aborted the plan midway through midway through the question. But Dan, how was the California Classic? Um, I, I did see. I mean, obviously, the talk of that was Omer, you're at seven for the Heat falling out as well as Kuminga and Moody showing some night flashes for Golden State's young core. It was a great experience. I mean, this is my first time being in a, an arena in probably over damn near two years, a year and a half, something like that. And uh, the energy just around Summer League, man, is it's beautiful. And I was hoping to be out in Summer League in Las Vegas right now, but as a, as, a peace, as a peace offering, I was like, all right, let me just go to this Sacramento thing. So I live in the Bay. It was about an hour and a half drive, not too bad at all. But man, from the from the onset, Yurt Seven is a beast. Marcus Garrett from um, from Kansas was a beast. You know these guys on the Miami Heat. I think that they're going to be a real team in the summer league because they already figured out um, they have extremely good defense and they can extend the floor uh, with their stretch five and Yurt Seven and a nightmare matchup n- matchup nightmare. Can't speak. And um, on the Kings side, I was actually really impressed with Davion Mitchell. I think this I'm kind of curious of the fit long term in Sacramento. Like I think drafting him was probably a precursor to a buddy heel trade. It, like it has to be because otherwise, like, I mean, at six two, him sitting at, alongside Halliburton and or De'Aaron Fox, excuse me. I don't see him getting much playing time there. So, you know, I think you got to let the young guy rock. You spent a lottery pick on him. He's a bucket. He's a very efficient scorer. He can already play strapped up defense, you know, full court. So I think he's going to be an exciting player. And I think he's going to be a beast in the summer league. I think he's going to be one of the better players on the Sacramento Kings squad. As In terms of the the Lakers, Mac McClung, that guy mm-hmm. hit a huge bucket last night against, uh, I don't remember who they played against. Was it Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix yeah. yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, they hit, he hit a big bucket against Phoenix, but he showed out in uh, Sacramento. I mean, every time when he was on the court, he had the showmanship. Everybody, he had the oohs and the ahs between crossovers, strong takes to the rack. And I think that that was the thing I didn't see out of him in college. You know, he was highly recruited out of high school. But the way he draws contact and the way he's using his body, he looks like a freaking kid. He looks like he's 15 years old, like he hasn't barely even hit puberty yet. But this kid can hoop, man. So I like him. And um, who else was another one that stood out on the on the warrior side? Yeah, it was obviously just Kaminga. I think Kaminga stood out to me more than Moody. Kaminga was... He showed off his jumper, his athleticism, his defense. He's relentless. Like, I think that this kid's going to have a really bright future. Unfortunately, I don't know that his future is going to be for the Warriors. I think ultimately he's going to wind up being a trade a trade asset uh, to acquire a veteran. We'll see what happens as the as the uh, trade market kind of opens up a little bit after the, the Olympics. But wouldn't be surprised with Ben Simmons already asking to go to the Warriors. I'm predicting some kind of a three-team trade between Portland – the Sixers and the Warriors and, you know, draft picks and assets are definitely going to have to be a factor to some pulling something like that off. But yeah, California classic was dope. I think we got a good look at Miami. I think they're for real Sacramento. Eh. 
the Warriors will probably get a couple victories because I think they have a lot of strong talent there. And then you have the Lakers. I think that they're probably also going to be one of the better the better teams in the summer league. How how did Miami end up in the California Classic? It's a great question, man. So I guess <laughs> that every year they're probably going to get some random squad to make that cross country trip. But yeah, it didn't really make sense. You probably it may, probably made more sense to like grab the Clippers. Yeah, somebody a little bit closer. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they go through that selection process. But I was glad to see it, man, because you're seven. I saw he already signed a two way deal. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised this dude cracks the lineup, man. Like Dwayne Dedman's not that old, but he's also not that dynamic. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you can get a stretch five that can get in there, that's going to be a great compliment to Bam Adebayo. Yeah, and your seven did put up ridiculous numbers in his first two games in the California Classic, then signed, like you said, a two-year deal with the Heat, and then missed their first Vegas game with a blister on his heel. So, you oh, know, that man. was uh, obviously he went out, put, put what he needed to on paper, and then put pen yeah. to paper. Um yeah. And yeah, I mean, the vibe around Summer League in general, I went out there probably about four years ago, um, and it was, I, I, I felt like there, I was kind of part of that first wave of people that were like exposing the secret, you know, and it was really crowded when I was there. And now, you know, you see packed house out there, flights to Vegas were expensive. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great event, and I think it's, it's really fun. To, I mean, there's a full slate um, of betting lines on each of these games. So, you know, if you want to... Um, get down on these you can and we'll definitely be starting to throw some lines around in the slack as we start to understand these teams a little bit more turning ahead to vegas i mean i think you, you pointed out some good teams davion mitchell definitely is someone who can help carry this king squad i mean he was one of the arguably the best player in college basketball last year um i think people didn't care for the pick because of the the fit like you mentioned and the you know high floor low ceiling nature of it perhaps but definitely a great player and a lot of young talent out here in vegas Moon up and any teams that you are looking at to uh, jump on early um, pretty much every single line here within four, you know, four and a half points, not too much of a handicapping. It's kind of more of a, uh, you know, you got to do, you got to do your homework here. Yeah. I think right now it's in hindsight, but you kind of want to take a look at these teams that were, that were dealing with COVID situations, right? I think Denver yeah. was a classic example last night that they didn't have a full squad and Miami pretty much just came out and stomped them. And then, um, I believe today you have the Knicks and the Pacers going that. I think the Pacers didn't play yesterday, but they're actually up right now. So maybe a second half surge by the by the Knicks. Um, I think the one team that it was the first game yesterday, I think the Boston Celtics are a team that you probably want to keep an eye on, um, led by Peyton Pritchard. Uh, you have Carson Edwards are playing, Romeo Langford, uh, Aaron Neesmith. So that's a pretty good squad with young players. Um, that's part of the, the Celtics future and, and on their bench right now. I think another guy that uh, – the, the Twitter chatter was on where two guys from Atlanta in that same game were Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson. Both of those guys had great games, uh, especially Jalen Johnson. He posted a double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Sharif Cooper, you know, not so great scoring. Well, I mean, he did drop 11 points, but um, I think that's a, a guy that you pretty much uh, want to, for sure, as Summer League progresses here, is a guy that you want to keep an eye on. Um Let's see what else. Um, don't want to get to the. I know we'll get to the top draft picks in a little bit, but um, I think those were the kind of the two guys that I was looking at. And then, um, yeah, I think those were two guys for sure. The early, I didn't get to catch the late games, but I, those were the first two names that I kind of in the first game that kind of stood out for me. There we go. Let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and, like you said, let's get to some of these uh, top draft picks and their early performance. 
We're also brought to you by ProudSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season's about to kick off, and ProudSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With ProudSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, last year, Mac Jones was 25-1 to win the Heisman Trophy, and then by November, he was the favorite. ProudSwap customer who bet $100 on Mac before the season sold that Heisman ticket on ProudSwap for $1,000, cashing out at the right time right before Devontae Smith ran away from the field, if you remember. So think of ProudSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting where you buy low and sell high. The average seller on ProudSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember to go for two, make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to ProudSwap.com or download the ProudSwap app. ProudSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Coming back off the break, another team that I do really like personally is the Orlando Magic uh, for for this. And they got, you know, RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony coming back, guys who had success in the in the in their first year in the NBA, along with Jalen Suggs and, and Franz Wagner, two guys that, you know, kind of like Davion Mitchell coming in with a nice college pedigree, look ready to contribute right away. But Munaf, we could we could we could let you gloat a little bit about this Rockets young core. Yeah. Um, they come out yesterday, Jalen Green obviously on fire uh, with the jump shot. Shangun puts up good numbers. KJ Martin, a um, lot of young talent in Houston. So, did you get a chance to watch that game? And just how excited are you about what's going on, you know, in H Town right now? Yeah, for sure. I definitely tuned in. I mean, Jalen Green. I think we'll just start with him. I mean, this guy was was a baller last night, man. Um, he was pretty much. I mean, he was getting whatever he won. He shot the ball well from the field. He was, you know, nine of eighteen from the field, four of nine from three point land. Um, you know, he can, he can rebound the basketball also, but you know, Shane Goon last night was a guy that really grabbed all the rebounds for the Rockets. He posted a 15, 15 and four blocks last night uh, for the Rockets. Um, KJ Martin. I mean, he probably had the early block of the summer league on uh, Evan Mobley last night. Um, all five starters for the Rockets in double figures. So there's a lot of great talent uh, on this Rockets team. You know, like I mentioned, Jalen Green did really well. Um, I think the one thing that I want to do see is uh, more development from Shane Goon down on the block. Uh, he was only three of 10 from the field. Uh, maybe it's adding more muscle to his repertoire, but uh, he got to the free throw line 14 times. I'm not sure if you guys catch caught it, but um, he kind of talks to the basketball when he's uh, about to shoot the free throw. I think they're still trying to figure out what he's saying. Um, but I saw some, I think a reporter or a uh, writer that was actually attending summer league said that he might have to change that up because it's taking more than 10 seconds for him to kind of go through his free throw routine. And uh, I think in the second half, he got to the free throw line and I, the crowd was actually starting to do the Giannis countdown for up to like 10. So, um, but definitely excited for this rocket squad, man. Um, you know, a lot of athletic guys. And I think they had a halftime report with Steven Silas and he said, that he wanted to see them rebounding better in the second half and then playing even faster than they already were. And um, so look out for this team, man. Uh, you know, they covered the spread last night. I believe they played tomorrow against uh, Cade and the Pistons. So that's uh, one of the games for sure that you want to uh, watch. That's going to that's gonna be a big-time game right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, that, you know, we, we already saw uh, Jalen Green versus Evan Mobley, a lot of nice buzz in the gym, and there's a lot of nice buzz for the game uh, with Cade versus OKC. Um Cade, you know, he was decent shot jumper wasn't falling yet. And he had a chance to hit a huge three late at about 30 seconds left where the whole crowd was ready to burst. And 
he missed it, but you definitely saw a lot of what made him sort of tantalizing prospect. Dan, anybody stand out to you uh, on day one of Vegas Summer League? Yeah, I'll go with the with the Rockets here. Josh Christopher, I thought, was yeah. spectacular for the yeah. Rockets, and I hadn't really paid much attention to him. He's really been known as a bucket getter, but I thought that he was like one of the guys outside of Jalen Green and Sagoon that was really pacing the, the Rockets play. Uh, wasn't impressed by Detroit at all. Uh, Isaiah Stewart didn't really do much. Killian Hayes looked like he was regular. And I lost a lot of money on Detroit money line yesterday, so I'm not too happy about Detroit's performance. A lot of the ways that I've been, um, being that there's not much of a sample size of all these teams playing together, and many of these teams, like I saw Portland trotted out, you know, Michael Beasley, Kenneth Fareed, and somebody, some <laughs> other old head. So, like, there's a lot of roster construction stuff around here that it's kind of hard to get a read on the line. So I'm going to be doing most of this live betting. Um, but there is one team that I like for today, which I'll get into later. But, um, yeah, in terms of yesterday's performances, Kai Jones probably put up the highlight of Summer League when he took off and had this ridiculous dunk yesterday. I think the Hornets are going to be really good. Leangelo, Leangelo Ball, I'm, not, I'm surprised. Like, the dude, he balled out. He played well. He had, like, 15 points, was able to knock down the threes. You know, he was a fringe NBA player before, but, I mean, after a good showing in the Summer League, I think, you know, he might have a legitimate shot of possibly making a roster here. It is one game, so, you know, Twitter is going to go off for everybody that has a game or whatever, but I think that there's going to be some really good players and teams that are going to show out today. So I'm really excited to see... As ZB said, the Orlando Magic, you know, I think that they're going to have a really good guard front. And typically in summer league, guard play tends tends to take over and it's going to be a lot of scoring, not a lot of defense. So I think that that team could play really well. The uh, Indiana Pacers, I know that they're playing against the Knicks right now, but I really like their squad because O'Shea Brissett got a lot of time late in the season last year. Chris Duarte. And then you also got Cassius Stanley, who's, you know, didn't really get much playing time in his rookie season, but I think he's going to, definitely make waves uh, a little bit in the summer league the Sixers I think that they're not going to play and one of the things I'm kind of gauging before I get into any futures bets with the summer league is like some of these squads you know they have players out there that probably aren't going to play the whole summer league so you'll see them for like two or three games and then they'll probably rest out because they don't need to play them they've already seen enough so I'm curious to see what teams actually deploy that and going back to what uh, Munaf said about the Hawks Jalen Johnson to me was freaking unbelievable um, that dude is so talented. It kind of looks like a light, like a light John Collins, man. And I'm really excited <laughs> to see what they do. Being that they just read him up for $125 million, but like he's got to get time on the floor because not only does he have the highest vertical in combine history at like 48 inches or something like that, he can shoot. He had a little off the dribble. You could see the way he could defend. Like this guy had like a crazy couple crazy blocks, a couple goaltends, but like a couple other spectacular blocks. But he just looked dynamic as shit. And I'm really excited to see what they bring in the future with him and Trey Young. And Trey Young was sitting courtside. Sharif Cooper definitely has a really good point guard mentality. He's got to figure out his shooting, but he had some really sick dimes like behind the back, you know, had this really, really ill cross court bounce pass with some English on it. So I think that the Hawks are actually in a really good shape too. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited for summer league, man. Summer league's the shit. I went like three years ago and it was the best basketball brand of basketball that I've ever watched. Just watching these, you know, fringe NBA talents in a high school size gym and watching how good they actually are. It's crazy. Minus that whole Beasley Kenneth Fareed thing that's going on in Portland. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but. 
Yeah, Dan, you brought up a good point there, which is that I think the sweet spot there is kind of a sweet spot for betting on summer league because like you're you want you you need to find out who these teams are early, but then later in summer league they stop playing their best players and there's more to get the rest of the guys their opportunities. So I would say like throughout this week is probably the sweet spot for like information gathering and actually having a chance to execute on it uh, because as you move towards the end of the league, all these best players are going to start to shut it down and look ahead to next season. Um, Dan, you, you said you had a bet that you like for tonight. Yeah, I'm going to fade the uh, New Orleans Pelicans here. They're going up against the Bulls at 12 Eastern, I believe, or is it 12 Pacific? 12 Pacific, so it's coming right, up that's right an, now. That, that, that's an eight minutes. It sucks. It's an opportunity to judge whether that pick hit or not when you listen to this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but just looking at their roster, man, the only person that they really have of notable reference is Kira Lewis Jr., Great offensive talent out of Alabama, but I don't really see much around their squad that's really going to help them actually be a, a really good uh, uh, squad here. Obviously, they're going to have their their draft picks in, uh, I believe it was Herbert, and uh, who is their other guy? Um, for the for the Pelicans? Yeah, who is their, their top pick? Uh, it was Kara Lewis, and then it was um, Herbert Jones, and then they also picked in the draft um, – who was it? Uh, Trey uh, Murphy. Trey Murphy. That's it. Yeah. Trey Murphy. Yeah, Trey Murphy. So those three guys will be their their pretty much their depth, and you know, going up against the Bulls, who they're going to be playing another guy, Patrick Williams. You know, top five pick last year, probably won't play the whole summer league, but I think we saw his offensive game start to emerge a little bit towards the end of last season. Couple that with a quite a few young players that they have, man. I think that they're going to be a pretty good team, at least enough today to to take care of the New Orleans Pelicans who don't really have much depth yeah so maybe look to fade the Pelicans throughout this summer league um anything else on Vegas I mean there's a ton of standout players maybe later in the week when we do our later show we can get to some uh actually specific like getting getting into a slate of summer league games um we'll tell the time today any other takeaways or uh things you guys want to mention on Vegas summer league oh real quick the uh, Chicago squad Jalen Adams is a bucket, doesn't really play defense, but as I said earlier, Summer League isn't about defense. Ayo Desumu, uh, second-round pick out of Illinois, like, going to be a beast. Jerome Robinson got some decent time for the Wizards last year um, and put up some really good fantasy numbers, so I I think he would obviously be a a really good pickup in terms of, like, uh, playing in Summer League. And then Amari Spellman, who, from Villanova, kind of in and out of the league, but definitely has NBA pedigree. So, I mean, I think that this squad – has way more talent around them uh, than the Pelican squad. But yeah. Um, one to also mention Isaac Okoro looked really good. Um, so like the Cleveland, yeah. the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm curious to see how Evan Mobley kind of comes about. Like, I think we saw his size. He's definitely light in the ass a little bit. Like that dude's going to have to hit the weight room, but I think we saw what the upside <laughs> of Evan Mobley is, but Isaac Okoro definitely looks like he's going to be a Hooper. So watch out for Cleveland. Um, if he's going to continue to play, but I get he'll, I bet he'll be shut down um, towards the end of the, the summer league. Yes, sir. With that, let's take a, one final break here, and we're going to come back with some closing thoughts before we get out of here. Today's episode is also brought to you by Paramount Plus. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy, Serie A, Argentina's Primera Division, the Brasiliario. NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names. 
like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. So visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. So download the app and sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming back off the break, I want to do a segment to kind of crystallize some of these summer league thoughts. Uh, I asked Dan and Munaf to come up with their favorite young core of players um, across the league. Um, and, you know, most of these guys will be playing in summer league. Um, and so we can kind of see where some of these young teams are at. Either of you guys want to go first or should I go first while you guys kind of gather your thoughts? You go ahead, Zach. Sounds good. Well, I think there's no doubt where I'm going with this. I have to keep repping him. It's the Detroit Pistons uh, to me. And, you know, I think there will be some disagreement about that. Um, I thought for me, the Pistons, what they built last season um, with, you know, keeping that point differential really close to, you know, league average and um, not getting crushed, not tanking, you know, instilling a great culture there um, with Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey and um, Jeremy Grant coming over from Denver, buying in. Um, and now they have a really nice collection of young talent, starting with Cade Cunningham, who I think is a future superstar. Sadiq Bay, someone who I thought was a standout from the first day of summer league uh, on that Detroit Pistons team. I thought he really um, showed a little bit of increase off the drill move. So, you know, obviously a knockdown lethal three-point shooter, perfect player to go next to Cade. Killian Hayes, someone I'm still really high on. I think that he can uh, continue to create. So between those three guys is kind of the core with Isaiah Stewart as well. Um, I like what they did in this year's draft. Isaiah Livers, Michigan guy, knockdown shooter uh, with him and Sadiq on the wing. I think that'll be really good. And I, I just think Cade and Killian um, with Sadiq Bay, I think, you know, that could be a one, two, three of a future championship team right there. Um, so I do want to shout out this Detroit Pistons team as my favorite young core uh, right now, Munaf, is it Houston? Or are you going to find uh, find a way to go against your boys? <laughs> it, it is. Uh, I won't be Homer, but I, I really do like the young talent that Houston Rockets have, right? The, the guys that we mentioned earlier. But um, I think another team that we probably want to take a look at is the Orlando Magic, like we had talked about, Zach. Um, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony. I mean, those are some pretty bona fide ballers that you have as as a young piece or young pieces for your future. Uh, I'm really curious to watch RJ Hampton uh, today um, and see how he does for the Orlando Magic. I know he was with Denver and uh, part of that Aaron Gordon trade. So I think that's one guy I really uh, want to watch. And then, you know, the debut of Jalen Suggs, his pro debut, that that's going to be fun to watch. Um, and like you guys alluded to, this backcourt is going to be really good. Uh, it just depends on who's going to be that one guy that's going to make this roster um, or, or play significant minutes during the regular season, you know, is it going to be, I, I, I want to think that Jalen Suggs is going to be better than Cole Anthony, um, but that's not saying much because he was a fifth overall pick, but um, yeah, definitely excited to watch this Orlando Magic squad. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah. The uh, Orlando's not one I really like and Franz Wagner, another Michigan guy. So looking forward to seeing him, Dan, 
your thoughts on this question? I got to go with the Young Hawks, man. Trey Young, 22. Jalen Johnson, 19. DeAndre Hunter, 23. Kevin Herter, 22. John Collins, 23. I mean, for a core, you know, I think that the, the Hawks have their youth shored up. And right now, you only, you're only you you're paying, you know, Clint Capella, who's 28, 27. You know, Bogdanovich, 28, 27. So they got pretty much a squad of all dudes under 30 years old, minus Lou Williams. And I don't know. I think that they're just built for the future and the way that the game is played, you know, we'll see how the officiating goes and how much, how much less Trey young will go to the line with all the dumbass flopping and shit that he does. But overall, like this squad is just really built for the modern day NBA between guards and, and forwards that can play multiple positions. And I, I just think that there's a really bright future here. And I think you're going to see Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper start to make their, make their ways and see how they'll, become eventual depth for this Hawks team going into next season. But I think this team is going to be set up really well now that they have Nate McMillan at the helm and we saw what they did in the playoffs. And I think they're only going to get better when they're fully healthy. And I neglected to mention Cam Reddish, who's another guy who's extremely young under 23 years old that I think we haven't even seen him scratch the surface yet. So really excited to see what the Atlanta Hawks can bring in the future. Yeah, and that's probably closer to like the right answer. I think I, I definitely went more with a with an emotional homer pick. Um, you know, there are also, you know, a ton of other teams out here with a lot of young talent, you know, Charlotte, uh, Dallas, obviously, with just Luca himself, uh, the, the Nuggets with, uh, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Nikola Jokic. So a lot of young talent across the league. I think, you know, the Pistons are a fun team um, for sure. But yeah, Dan, right in the middle with the, with the Hawks there. I, 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 I freaking hate the Detroit Pistons. I'm not betting on them anymore. They're done to me. They're dead. <laughs> After, yeah, one, one Dude, summer league have, money line play. Li- it, it was literally their squad, pretty much their squad from the end of the season. Like when Mason Plumlee was resting and Jeremy Grant was, was resting. And then you insert Cade Cunningham into the fold. It's like, how can the squad lose? And they lose to the Thunder. Like Teo Maladon. You kidding me? Come on, man. <laughs> I think they had about like 20 turnovers, uh, you they know, did. They had a and that was very frustrating to watch uh, from what, what I caught of that game. But I think that just about does it for us. Fun show today. Uh, you know, a lot of, lot of topics that we don't normally get to talk about. Um, and yeah, thanks for guys for joining. Hope you guys will check out uh, Dan and Munaf's prop show on SGPN. Dan, where can people find you on Twitter going forward? Hit me up at Dan Titus at D-A-N-T-I-T-U-S doing fantasy nfl betting nba shit all of it hit me up there we go moon off how about you yeah you can find me on twitter at sports nerd a24 um just grinding away everything man uh, nfl prop cast with dan uh, nba stuff i already started dropping some nfl plays for the season uh got a couple of guests coming on for the mlb gambling podcast that's going to be fun i know that the people are not interested in baseball with basketball uh i'm sorry with nfl starting up but i'm still going to be grinding away with baseball so um yeah find me on twitter there yeah there we go you can find me on twitter at nba zach b find all of our podcasts like they both said on the sports gambling podcast network and join us in the conversation on the Source Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel. You can sign up there at sg.pn slash Slack. You can also find our written stuff on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So thank you all for listening. Please check in with us on any of those platforms and uh, subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast and all of our podcasts on the network. With that, go bet on some summer league. Go count your uh, Olympic winnings and uh, let it ride, everybody. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-basket.